0: Keep on falling and I love Today's episode is a cautionary tale with of the millions you. and billions of bitches out here in the Sometimes world. One gentleman decided that he was gonna waste Stephanie Toussaint's time. To his surprise, he got the right one. This story is called Falling for a Fuckboy. It's gonna be extra petty because not only am I dedicating it to a specific fuckboy living here in the DMV, but I'm also reading receipts. <laughs> Makeup flicky, even though you can't see me. has some drinks, so, so tipsy. Comment top, you can't refute. Hey. Welcome to my show. My name is Stephanie. I'm about to talk some shit, so come fuck me. Hey. Come sit on my to run my mouth about the shit I done seen I'm not trying to be mean but y'all be looking a mess uh-huh. welcome to my show story time uh-huh. if you've been living under a rock or you just ain't hip I'ma inform you what the fuck a fuck boy is the definition of a fuckboy is a weak ass dude that ain't shit. A guy that plays with girl's feelings and says whatever he thinks she wants to hear to get whatever the fuck he wants. Fuckboys are the ultimate con artists because they out here selling dreams and we out here buying them. believing shit that ain't never gonna happen. So in preparation for this episode, I had to read through our whole text thread. All the good, the bad, the lies. It was just, it was exhausting for real, for real. Ugh, here he go. Selling another dream, a motherfucking lie, another bullshit ass, whatever. This is the problem I have with fuckboys because you guys have so many great ass memories and you want to remember this motherfucker as a great guy. But like he done had you fucked up all the way at the end that you can't even give him no type of props. You can't even appreciate and be like, yo, I respect you for this and that and this. Like, nah, like dead all your shit. You are canceled. Bye this story is brought to you by tinder because that's where it all began okay so boom i'm on tinder i'm swiping left and and right and there's a lot of motherfuckers on there you know i'm swiping left and right on men and women hey ladies (laughs) it might be your season i'm trying to decide who my next bae gonna be right so then i come across this brother what we gonna call him we just gonna call him new york you know new york city niggas like we be loving them i love them anybody from new jersey and new york i'm just like okay by default you a real ass nigga because you ain't sugarcoating nothing over there you know living and growing up in jersey and in new york you see some real shit so i would give his real name but no he doesn't even have a thousand followers on his fucking instagram but so back to tinder you know ooh, he's cute okay Swiping, looking at the various pictures that he done posted on his main profile. And then I'm just like, okay, he's cute. Okay, he could dress. Okay, he's educated. Let's see what this height looking like. Okay, five ten. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Okay, let me swipe right. We swipe right, goal. It's a match. It's about to go down. So now we sit and wait, but we don't wait too long. He hits me up the next day and we have a casual conversation getting to know each other the small talk you know hey hey how you doing what's up whatever the fuck all the prerequisite conversation that you have to have before you ask for the numbers because these motherfuckers be rushing to be like hey can I get your number no motherfucker what the fuck whole time it's a privilege to call me the podcast for free but (laughs) to get me on the phone it's gonna cost you So back to Tinder, we were messaging each other, you know, for a little bit, back and forth. After maybe a week, we exchanged numbers. He texted me and was just like, hey, I would like to take you out after your last class. I was just like, of course, that'll be fine. Shit, my first date of the summer, let's go, okay. You know, getting cute to class, like, face beat, kind of. It's a low-key beat because you can't do too much on the first date. Our first date was at a bar on U Street. And that was the night that the Caps won the Stanley Cup. Like, D.C. was so lit. Like, oh, shit, this is a good sign, I think. So, of course, he's going to have a second date. So, after the Caps went in, you know, we was, like, walking around the city. I think we probably ended up at Marvin's. I feel like everybody's night always ends up at Marvin's. I don't know. <laughs> um it was a great first date. He drove me back home. He didn't ask to come inside. You know, he didn't ask for a kiss. It was like, boom, you definitely get in a second date. Just let me know when that shit is. Days go by, we're texting. You know, we're learning about each other. We're learning our pet peeves. We're joking. We're getting to know each other. You know that cute shit. All that shit that you kind of care about in the beginning. Like, "Ooh, what's your sign?" after i found out that motherfucker was a pisces you know i'm a cancer so i'm out here you know looking at the stars googling shit googling the compatibility seeing how our chemistry gonna be like because a bitch give a fuck you know i'm just like excited about this new thing you know days go by he's texting me good morning you know good afternoon <laughs> good evening good night i hope you have a good class he would say shit like i'm just working li- listening to your latest episode cracking up like <laughs> Tell me what part you laughed at though. You know, I'm loving that shit. I'm just like, yes, this is the effort that everybody be talking about. Yes. Uh, go ahead, black man, check on the queen. One morning I woke up to a text message. You know, I'm half reading it. You know, it starts off like, you're dope as fuck. And I just like, hold up, bitch, wait. <laughs> Niggas out here having epiphanies, open both your eyes, okay? you know after both my eyes opened up I realized it was real and he was telling me how dope I was like he listened to a few of my episodes and he couldn't stop laughing I was just like oh my god he laughs at my jokes when I'm not around but yo I was cheesing I was too so shortly after him impressing me with all his text messages and just his great communication skills he asked me out for the second time and I said yes this time he was gonna see body okay we went to a hookah bar let me tell you I had on a sexy ass black body con it's like yes like hourglass yes bitch mm. you know he's not gonna be able to touch it but he gonna see that I'm the real deal and he better lock it down anyway so we go on our second date and we go to a hookah lounge I'm not the biggest hookah person but you know I be smoking Then we learned we had mad other shit in common. We're both picky eaters. We're both ambitious. We both low-key crap. We're both working on podcasts. Like, we both be out here in the studio and shit. Like, and uh, what? We both think I'm funny as fuck. Come on. If that wasn't match made in heaven, I don't know what is. We got into a heated discussion two weeks before my birthday because that motherfucker couldn't handle my mouth. You know, maybe my tone was a little off, but I mean shit my bad and I was just like you know what this ain't it I'm good so then things ended anytime they come up with you with some bullshit be like freezer okay and let that motherfucker chill a week goes by and I'm halfway over him I'm just like you know I'm making money moves I'm back on tinder swiping left in and right and you know more focus on girls because these niggas ain't shit so then here he come on my phone talking about, I know you don't fuck with me, but you know, I just wanted to let you know that your last episode was popping, blah, 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 blah. Gassing me, shit. A bitch thought she was in Jersey real quick. I had time when he texted me. So then we went back and forth. We out here sending each other essays, four page letters, talking about our feelings. I don't believe in second chances though. That's how I live my life. Like why did you have me fucked up in the first place? He asked me to go on a picnic and I was just like, a picnic? What? We about to eat outside with the elements and the bugs? All right. You know, I was just like, Ugh. I guess he's trying. Let me stop making it difficult for this motherfucker. Let me accept this picnic invitation. And, you know, let me bring a bottle of wine. What the fuck? Let's go. Let's do it. Why not? So here I go prepared to go on a picnic. Romper ready, hair pulled up. All right. Let's see what's up. So then I get in the car. It's a little small talk. You know, it's still a little awkward because, you know, our last conversation wasn't all that great. But I'm here for the ride. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna take you to Gravelly Point Park. I was low-key getting excited, but he didn't see that shit. Very like, okay, cool. Pull up to the parking lot or whatever. The dirt. Park's in the dirt. Here he go with kava, a blanket, wine. I was just like, Okay, go ahead, black man, you better go ahead. Yes, uh, with me back. <laughs> so then we find a cute little quiet spot. To your left was the water, the beautiful scenic waters and the people, you know, kayaking and whatever the fuck in the water. <laughs> you see the kids in the far distance playing with their frisbee, playing with their dogs. And then when you look up, you see planes flying away. Like, the shit was beautiful. Deadass, at the time, that was the most romantic date that I had experienced. I was just like, what? Like, he really pulling out all the stuffs? Like, he wanna be with me, (laughs) okay? So then we start talking. So then I lead off with, nigga, why the fuck you had me fucked up? We really sat there from 7.30 p.m. to 2 o'clock a.m. hashing shit out, admiring the view, talking shit, people watching, communicating, understanding, vibing. Like, that's beautiful. I never talked to no man for that long. Like, after like two hours, they stopped making sense. Like what, what are you saying, man? (sighs) So I gave that nigga a second chance. He was around all through July. So the next few weeks go by, like, we're talking every single day, a few times a day, checking up on each other, making sure the other person's cool, like, he's low-key my man, I'm low-key his girl. He ain't got time for another bitch because he's mine, right? So then, midway into August, you know, things slow up, he's like, yo, I need to start focusing on these GREs these grad school apps I gotta dedicate more time to studying and I can't dedicate as much time to you and you know and he's number crunching figuring out what the fuck how much it's gonna cost he sent me a text he was just like yo I just realized that it's gonna cost me about two thousand to apply to these schools and I was just like okay that's like two months of rent no biggie (laughs) that probably pissed him the fuck off it's just like what like what you want me to do like if you have a job then your bill's gonna get paid like what the money's gonna come like in two weeks you'll be able to afford that like the fuck what relax But that's probably the moment that he realized that he couldn't afford me because guys always act up when they realize they money about to start looking funny start treating you any kind of way like you a regular bitch, not paying for ubers and shit because they gotta cut costs you know but it's cool like no worries like i'm here for you if you need me like i'm in school too so i understand You know, I'm definitely supportive of his dream and his vision. Like, yes, black man, you go ahead. Get that next degree. Fuck the system up. Fuck up these commas. Yes. You know, but I'm just like, okay, he probably is going to need me to fall back. So I fell back. I wasn't responding as consistently. He was getting maybe less than three texts in a day because he don't got time because he's studying. You know, he's busy. Eventually, he goes out for a trip or whatever. Doesn't say a damn thing to me. Doesn't say goodbye. Doesn't say whatever the fuck. And then he comes back, and he's just like, hey, what's up? I was just like, hey, how are you? What's poppin'? You know, trying to act like I wasn't upset that he, smooth, went to a whole nother ass country, didn't hit me up, and then came back and acted like nothing happened. I mean, that's some fuck shit right there, but okay. Like, he said some wild shit, and I was just like, um... My nick, that's not how it works. I need to find it. I need to find the text now. I'm getting weird and funny vibes from you. So hit me when those vibes are gone. I'm sorry, nigga, what? You in a type of way you want me to hit you up when you've done feeling your type of way. That's that fuck shit, like what? So I was like, drop a pin. Like we met on some G shit. I pulled up to his location and I was just like, yo, like what the fuck? We got a problem. If we go and like figure this out, then we go and figure this out. If not, this is gonna be the last time you see me. You can't keep talking to me like this. You say you don't have time, but you want me to make time for you. Like a bitch ain't getting a whole juris doctor. Like the fuck, you ain't about to have me fucked up. My expectation for guys are so low. So when someone you know checks all the boxes and does everything that you expect, when you see somebody putting forth the effort that everybody talks about, the one is supposed to put forth. You're like, oh, this could be it. This could be my love story. This gonna be the story that you gonna tell your kids and kids and the kids, kids, right? Whole time you sitting here ignoring all the red flags and all this bullshit that he's saying and doing to your face because you thinking this about to be it. This is why we keep falling because we out here believing these dreams because these niggas be out here selling these dreams. Real estate ass motherfuckers. Okay, shit. We don't want it. Stop selling it. This episode's Gangsta Spice quote is, focus on your goals, sweetheart. These men only want to waste your damn time. Y'all know I really was sitting on this episode. I really did not want to talk about this man. I didn't want to give him no shine. But then I was just like, wait, this is for women all across the world. This is for all the millions and billions of bitches out here who have to confront guys like him. Every bitch has encountered at least one fuckboy in their life. They'd be lucky if it was just one. We never get that lucky. One in every two dudes is a fuckboy. 50% chance of dealing with a fuckboy. And if he don't have a sister, shit, that motherfucker ain't shit. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Storytime with Steph. Feel free to follow me on my Instagram, at GangstaSpice, and on Twitter at StorytimeWSteph. Stay tuned for another episode next week! Ladies, I pray that you never have to deal with a fuckboy, but let's be real, you're probably dealing with one right now. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day!